This feature is brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government. Hashtag Growing Gauteng Together. Play your part. Stop the spread. Change our behavior and attitude as this is going to help us to stop the spread of COVID-19. Social and physical distancing remain powerful weapons that can stop the spread of coronavirus. Let's avoid contact. The virus is often transmitted when people get together. The fight against the spread of COVID-19 starts with you and I. For more information, visit www.sacoronavirus.co.za. Hashtag Growing Gauteng Together. We now go into our culture talk and, uh, of course, this segment brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government. And uh, this evening, we uh, check in with the South African Cultural Observatory, who have released a study titled uh, Economic Mapping of the Cultural and Creative Industries in South Africa 2020. And uh, one of the findings of this report is that uh, the sector contributed $74.4 billion to the country's uh, national output between 2016 and 2018. Now, the study also showed that the cultural and creative industry was one of the biggest employers in South Africa, creating 1.3 million jobs uh, in the same period. And certainly uh, is a perfect segue for the conversation we had earlier on with Zimkita. And I'm joined now from the uh, South African Cultural Observatory by its executive director, Unati Luchaba. Unati, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, Mayabonga. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Unati, maybe a good starting point is uh, if you could just briefly tell us uh, I mean, uh, about the South African Cultural Observatories and some of the work that you guys do. Okay. Thank you, Ayabonga. So the South African Cultural Observatory is a cultural and research, uh, cultural and creative um, industries research project um, that's fully funded by the National Department of Sports, Arts and Culture. It is hosted by the Nelson Mandela University in partnership with Rhodes University, the University of Forte, and the University of KwaZulu-Natal. Mm. Um, it was established in 2015 under the Zanzi Golden Economy Strategy. And uh, primarily our role or our mandate is to map the creative industries in the country. Mm-hmm. And, and I mean, in this mapping, uh, I, I would assume it's not just mapping for mapping's sake, that, uh, you know, there's certain either advocacy or even policy objectives that uh, underpin this kind of inquiry. Yes, um, definitely. So the main focus uh, of this mapping is to try and understand the contribution of the creative um, industries to GDP um, and GDP growth, employment, and international trade. As you would uh, maybe know that uh, the creative uh, sector is one of the sectors that contributes to the country's growth um, and uh, uh, GDP uh, contribution. So part of what the department wanted to understand when the observatory was set up is to how how much of what is being done in the creative industries contributes to the uh, bigger picture um, in, in the country, and also how then does the department um, support um, and sustain the, the creative industries in the country using what uh, comes up from the research that SACO does? Mm. So we influence policy in that in that sense and share insight and analyze trends in terms of what's happening in the in the sector, but focusing on, on GDP, on growth and employment and international trade. Mm. And I mean, let, let, let's talk about some of the findings here. Um, and, uh, you know, just also even the, the process of the study itself uh, in arriving at some of these findings. Uh, uh, talk to us about that process. I mean, it's between 2016 and 2018. Uh, and uh, talk to us about that process uh, at uh, which you arrived at some of these findings. 
Okay, so um, our recent mapping studies, which were released just yesterday, um, revealed that the cultural economy has grown at an average of 2.4% per year between 2016 and 2018, mm. which is faster than the rest of the economy, which is in the same period grew uh, at 1.1%. Uh, also, the sector directly contributed uh, 1.7 to South Africa's economy, which is um, 74.4 billion. Uh, but that's just a direct um, uh, contribution or impact. But if you look at the multiplier um, effects, then the total effect or contribution to GDP um, of the sector um, is 5.5, around 5.5%, which is equivalent to $242 billion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, just, you know, when we look at numbers like that, I mean, this is between 2016 and 2018, and the big question many of our listeners might be asking themselves, uh, that seems like a world away from where we find ourselves now in 2020 with COVID-19 that has had a massive supply and demand side, uh, or that has come with a massive supply and demand side shock for all industries, including Uh, of course, the industry that we're speaking about this evening. Uh, When you look at the numbers that came out of this report uh, and and what you think might potentially uh, be happening at this point in time, uh, let's maybe talk about that for a second. Okay. Uh, Look, the creative industries have been hardly hit uh, by what's happening uh, currently, just like any other sector. Um, A large portion of people in the creative industries are uh, freelancers and uh, informal. So when such things happen, like COVID-19, which disrupts the the economic activity, the creative sector also has felt it. Um, And a lot of people in the creative industries now are actually looking at other innovative ways of making sure that their income streams um, still continue coming. Uh, In fact, we've done a survey as an observatory, which we will hopefully release in the next couple of weeks, where we try to look at the try to understand the impact of COVID-19 on the on the creative industries, um, uh, in particular businesses, uh, both formal and informal. But uh, there's evidence that um, the the sector has been hardly hit, and that people are actually turning to uh, you know people like others in other in other sectors. People are being retrenched because a lot of people are are on short-term contracts and are freelancers. Um, and those who are not being retrenched are actually turning out to uh, their savings, which uh, will not sustain them for longer periods if the current uh, trajectory uh, continues. So um, the creative sector has actually been hard hit by, by the sector. Mm. Um, so, yeah, the, the picture isn't looking too good as well for the creative industries as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess, you know, when you look at this unfolding picture, as you say, and, and you consider alongside that some of the measures uh, aimed at mitigating this impact of, of the challenges that you've just outlined, mm-hmm. uh, what's your view about the, I guess, adequacy or even the sufficiency of some of those measures that have been put in place, uh, not just for, you know, some of the employees and the freelancers in the sector, but also for the many production houses uh, who contribute to these 1.3 million jobs uh, that the sector creates and uh, even... Uh, if we think about uh, not only just those big players there, but also many of those in the craft space and in more sort of micro enterprises that uh, also contribute extensively to employment as well. Look, I think 
for for starters, um, government, in particular the department, is is trying their best to try and and uh, and address and and help wherever they possibly can with the with, within the sector. But I think part of the challenge, as I've mentioned, that um, a lot of people in the creative industries belong in the informal sector. Mm. So uh, although you would find an actor, but they're not re- uh, formally registered. So when there's a and there's various kinds of relief uh, packages that are being offered for people who are uh, affected by what's currently happening. It 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 makes it less. It makes life difficult for some people who have um, um, who are practicing but are not formally registered because then they cannot um, benefit from some of these um, programs, relief programs that have been put in place. Um, freelancers as well, but it's not it's not everybody. So um, there are various strategies that have been put in place, but I think the biggest knock on the sector is that it's largely informal. So they 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 are. I think part of what COVID nineteen has helped all of us to to understand some of the the, the various uh, gaps that exist within the sector um, that need to be addressed post-COVID-19 to make sure that should we encounter any such um, uh, problems or challenges in the future, that we're able to assist the sector at a greater and a larger and an effective scale than what is currently being um what is currently taking place right mm. now. And I guess some of the issues uh, that you're raising on that, you know, you know, have to do with organization. Um, you know, have to do with the sector itself and its ability to organize itself and, and to be able to then on that basis interface uh, with, uh, you know, other agencies. And in this case, I mean, uh, you know, uh, unemployment insurance platform or, you know, uh, any other forms of contributory insurance as an industry. I mean, you, you see something similar uh, in other professions where people come together and they put together you know, uh, an industry-wide contributory insurance scheme that alongside the UIF is able to assist people to weather this kind of storm. Uh, mm-hmm. What are some of the lessons you would say as the observatory and the role that you play in thought leadership and advocacy in the industry? Uh, what, what are some of the lessons that you would say uh, the industry really needs to take from this so that by the time the next crisis comes, because we live in a world of multiple planetary crises, by the time the next crisis comes that the sector is able really to mitigate the impact of this and uh, also augment some of the, uh, I guess, livelihoods that might be lost? Um, I think from from where I'm sitting right now, um, I think it, the, the role of innovation, one, is, 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 is very important. And I think the sector needs to be supported um, in that regard, especially now. I think we need to use this uh, opportunity uh, for planning purposes, because um, a lot of the creatives and practitioners currently who are not able uh, to continue with their trade that they normally would actually turning to innovative ways to ensure that um, they, 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 the income keeps coming, although it's not coming at a larger scale than uh, it, it used to. So I think part of what needs to actually be looked into more um, extensively is the, is the role of um, um, innovation, the overlaps between digital and the creative economies. Mm-hmm. And also, as you've also mentioned, uh, I think there needs to be something that's done along the lines of making sure there is some sort of organization uh, within the creative sector so that, you know, when when such things happen, 
um, we, 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 don't, we, don't, we don't become reactive, but we put in all our proactive uh, measures in place to make sure that the creative sector is fully mm. supported. We caught up with someone earlier on who, who sits on the board of the NFVF, which is uh, alongside the DTI and others, uh, one of the larger funders of big you know, commercial-type productions in South Africa and the film and, the, and in the video space. And, and one of the issues that, that she was raising was that you've got uh, a very sort of entrenched uh, and highly skilled, uh, you know, a production a cadre of people in South Africa, and uh, which is, you know, an asset and a competitive advantage that the country has. And I, and I would argue that even in other parts of the creative and uh, cultural economy that we would also have really sort of world-class capability in many of those areas. Um, you know, what in your view ought to and needs to happen uh, to take, for instance, that GDP number that we were talking about uh, earlier of about 74 billion rand or so uh, to, uh, you know, internationally comparable levels uh, and, and potentially for us here, maybe around 200 billion rand or so or 300 billion rand? Okay. I wonder, so part of what's happening currently, you know, uh, now that we are um, experiencing uh, COVID-19, not just um, in South Africa, but globally. So we use um, what the creative industries produce as a form of way of coping with, with, with the lockdown, with the COVID-19, etc. So we're watching a lot of music, uh, lot, we're watching a lot of movies, we're listening to a lot of music, we are reading a lot of, uh, of books, both physical and um, on- online books. Mm. A lot of what is, I'm going to just refer uh, to the audiovisual and interactive media in particular, what people are consuming um, online, primarily from Netflix, your Amazons, uh, your YouTube, etc. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's good for the creative industry, especially on a on a on a global scale. But for us locally, it, it doesn't do us well when you consider the local value chain. Sure. So I think we actually need to think of how then do we make sure uh, that we we are producers um, we, we 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 are producers of some of these uh, your your co um, your counterparts of the Netflix and Amazon etc. Um, mm. How do we actually include that on our local value sure. chain so that sure. You know, we 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 try and minimise and close that uh, that trade uh, deficit gap. Unat, mbamenga zbini siswamde bulela yaku. Bulela mna ayabanga. That there was uh, Unati Luchaba, South African uh, Cultural Observatory Executive Director, speaking to us uh, from uh, Port Elizabeth and uh, talking about some of the things that we need to do uh, in order to uh, uh, boost and improve the economic contribution of the creative and cultural industries. And uh, uh, that's where we're going to leave it for this evening. That was our culture talk and uh, uh, brought to you by the Gauteng Provincial Government. Hashtag Growing Gauteng Together. Play your part. Stop the spread and uh, change our behavior and attitudes is going to help us to to stop the spread of COVID-19. Our social and physical distancing remain powerful tools that can stop the spread of uh, coronavirus. Let's avoid contact. Uh, The virus is often transmitted when people get together. Uh, The fight against the spread of COVID-19 starts with you and I. For more information, visit www.sacoronavirus.co.za. Hashtag growing a gauteng together. 9 p.m. is the time. 
We're going to leave it there for this week. Back with you again on Monday. The Man with the Music is your musical accompaniment as we uh, navigate our way through into the weekend. Not that weekends matter much these days, but um, we take that on uh, the chin and uh, we keep it moving. You have yourself a great uh, weekend. Take strength, my African Angoku. Nagle COVID-19 is a banga. Le economy.